Hi, and welcome to the Wise Women's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council. And with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversation. Now this is a really important conversation that we need to be having. When I first heard of the work that um, Rochelle Courtney was doing from Share the Dignity, I have to be honest, I didn't think we had a problem like this. I didn't realize that period poverty was even a thing. I didn't know, I didn't even think about the fact that there are women out there, homeless women, who can't afford to purchase menstrual products every single month. There are girls that can't go to school because their families can't afford the things that we have always had as basic needs. I have to tell you, it really shocked me. I have been following the work of um, Share the Dignity for a few years now. In fact, Share the Dignity is my chosen charity that within my business, I donate to Share the Dignity on a regular basis. I own a Share the Dignity bag. I went and bought one of their bags. I also do um, the annual It's in the Bag drop, uh, which I'll talk about in a couple of seconds. Now, just going to give you a little bit of a background of who Rochelle is and how she got to be doing what she's doing. You know, she's, Rochelle will tell you that she's, she's a typical woman. She's a mum. She's raised her children. She just lived a typical life and she's had a lot of things go on in her life. Rochelle tells the story that in 2015, she was reading an article on a popular blog called Mamma Mia. And this article spoke about the difficulty that homeless women were facing when it came to managing their periods. She, like myself and probably many other women, asked, why has this never occurred to me before? And as the type of woman that she did, she was, she decided that she had to do something about it. So she was a personal trainer at the time. So she put out a call to all of her clients and asked for personal items to donate to women's shelters to be able to help women in need. And what this one-time response started what was to become the charity which is now known as Share the Dignity. Rochelle has done many, many amazing things in the last few years and she talks about a lot of that within um, this conversation that we had. She was very instrumental in uh, removing the tax on uh, menstrual products, on tampons. She played a really big role in that. She's also put in vending machines in places around Australia where women are able to get free sanitary supplies And as I said, in the bag is an annual drive that um, Share the Dignity does. We're asking for women, everyday women, to basically gather up some 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 necessities, get that word out, some necessities 
to help other women. And in the bag is, as I said, I it's something that I've done on a regular basis. And it's, and it's really just getting, if you've got an old handbag or just going and purchasing, you can go down to the um, secondhand store, get a bag, get a backpack and fill it with things that women would need. Things like menstrual products, things like toothbrushes, um, band-aids. Sometimes you can throw a book in. You, know, you can put anything in there. And this is something that is so, so easy to do because you just need to buy one or two extra things with your shop for the next few weeks. And you can be part of the It's the Bag drive from November 22nd until Saturday, December 7th. This year, you will be able to take your bag with anything that you've put in it to any Bunnings store anywhere in Australia, and they will take that from you and make sure that it gets to share the dignity so that it can be given to a woman in need. As I said, this is it, it's a it's a conversation that we shouldn't have to have, but it's a really important conversation. And when Rochelle speaks. She, she actually speaks very little about who she is and it's not about her and, and Rochelle is very clear that this, you know, this share the dignity is not about her. But I really want to honour what Rochelle has done because she has opened my eyes and she's made a big difference. So let's get on with this conversation. The conversation I really wish I didn't have to have, but I'm so grateful that I was able to get a little bit of Rochelle's time because she is so busy. So please have a listen. And if you can help, go to sharethedignity.com.au and help in any way that you can. Follow Rochelle on Facebook, Share the Dignity. Hear some of the stories that Rochelle shares, they will open your heart. So have a listen and I'll be back at the end of the episode to have a chat. Bye. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. And I am so excited for this conversation because what Rochelle does is unbelievable. And when I first learn what Rochelle was doing, uh, it's actually a problem I didn't even realise that there was. But now when you think about it, it is a massive problem. So welcome, Rochelle, from Share the ah. Dignity. Hi. It is. It's one of those problems you just can't unhear, right? That's right. So share with our audience who is Rochelle and why are you doing what you're doing right now? Yeah. Look, I'm... You know, I'm just a mum from, from Sangat. I've lived in my same suburb my whole life. I uh, still have, you know, my five best friends. We all went to school together. And I have two grown-up daughters who I just love and treasure. And, um, yeah, and I just, back in 2015, read an article that talked about how many homeless women there were in Australia. And at that stage there were 44,000 women who didn't have somewhere safe to call home. And I thought, oh, my God, that's extraordinary. But what I read next was just life-changing for me. It was like that they also got their period and they didn't have access to sanitary items. They were using socks and newspaper and wadded up toilet paper to deal with their period. And I thought, no way, that is dead set 
bullshit that that is happening mm. in Australia and that that just is not okay. And um, back then it was like I had my own two businesses. So I had a personal training business and I had a photography business and I asked all of my PT clients to bring me a packet of pads or tampons for every wine that they had in the month of March of 2015. <laughs> Yeah, I did really well a lot of them. I love them all still. Um, but um, I also had our local counsellor um, put in a collection box and at that stage it was just a reflex box in her office that people could drop in packets of pads and tampons. And um, it was like I thought there isn't a woman in Australia who wouldn't be empathetic to this hearing that women were using socks and newspaper in their undies, right? Um, but... We collected 450 packets of pads and tampons. I set up the Facebook page on the 1st of March in 2015. So people knew where their donations were, were going. And um, unfortunately, it's not like we're giving a woman a warm jacket and it keeps her warm for years, right? It's a monthly problem. So five charities got, you know, the pads and tampons and it wasn't long until they were saying, hey, can we have some more? Um, so, yeah, that's how it started. And you're right, it's not something that you think about. You know, we don't think about it, but then when you think about it, you think, of course, you know, they don't have any, they, they can't afford somewhere to live. And, you know, sanitary products are not that cheap when you have to continue to buy them all of the time. That's right. I remember meeting Wendy, a woman who had fled domestic violence with her two boys in tow and she driven to the Gold Coast and she said she could live um, on the Gold Coast knowing that uh, she um, could shower on the beachfront um, and cook um, sausages for, for dinner and stuff for the boys and um, no one really noticed. But she said, I'm not spending $5 on pads or tampons when that is really... At the end of the day, I can go in and get a loaf of bread from Woolies for a dollar and some sausages, whatever meat as cheap as. She said that would fill our bellies and the kids got lunch for tomorrow. So when you're in those situations, that is actually the reality of it. Yeah, and they're the decisions you have to make. So you, you then created Share the Dignity, which is a charity, isn't it? It is a charity. It's a national charity, charity yeah. Yep. It's a registered um, charity with this its own DGR, Deductible Gift Register. So never in a million years when I first started did I know that you had to have a registered charity and you had to have licences and permits in every state and that, it, it, you know, I had to have a board of directors and a constitution. I had no idea of anything. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, just it has been the biggest learning curve the last four years have just been a whirlwind and I am really lucky to have surrounded myself with some really amazing people who've gone no way that's not happening how do I help and that's exactly how we've got to this point where we you know have now collected 2.2 million packets of pads and tampons and work with three and a half thousand charities around Australia and 5,200 volunteers make it happen it's enormous but it only happened that way because ultimately people cared Mm. So share with us what um, what Share the Dignity does. So we'll talk about the drives in a minute, but you have vending machines, don't you? So what, what yeah. does it do? How does it help women? I'm assuming you give some to the, the, the women's refuges and things like that, but what, what do you do? So we do three collections a year. So in March and um, August we put collection boxes out all over the country so people can donate a packet 
basket of pads and tampons. As I said, we work with about three and a half thousand charities. And so they don't go to a central location wherever they're donated. So if they're donated in Bendigo, they stay in Bendigo and we give them out to the charities that are in Bendigo. Um, the only time we ever have really an oversupply is if we're looking at the major city, cities like um, Sydney, Melbourne um, and Brisbane and those pa get palleted out to remote Indigenous communities. So remember, I thought we were just looking after those 44,000 women who were experiencing homelessness. Oh, tip, I could look after that, right? But 173,000 women turned to homelessness services last year. Mm. Man, that's like filling two football stadiums with bums on seats of women who have had to turn to homelessness services. That doesn't include our remote Indigenous communities. It doesn't include our drought-stricken farming communities. It doesn't include the 3 million, 3.1 million, I think it is, people who live under the poverty line. Let's pretend only 1 million of those are menstruating women. They cannot afford the very basic of essentials. So when we collect in those months, it's really important that everybody talks about share the dignity and you just buy one packet of pads and tampons. It can make such a big difference to somebody else. But then I um, came up with the idea of a vending machine and that idea came from standing in a homelessness um, shelter where a woman came up to the counter to ask for a packet of sanitary items and the two men behind the counter said, one said to the other, do you know where the sanitary items are? And the guy goes, yeah, they're upstairs. So he came back and he said, do you want pads or tampons? And I thought, oh, my God, I would just die if I was that lady. Honestly, I just would. And she goes, oh, can I have both? And she, he turns to the guy beside him and says, can she have both? I'm like, well, crying out loud, just give her the sanitary items. Yeah, and give I thought, her dignity. Oh, there must be a more dignified way that we can do that. And and that's when I started to, to reach out to vending machine suppliers. But our vending machine needed to be different. It had to dispense free products and it needed to have a timing mechanism on it because I couldn't fathom that we would get um, donated items and they'd be all over the ground. But in saying that, we can't actually use donated items in the vending machines because... Um, Sanitary items fall under the Therapeutics Goods Association mm -hmm. Act and they're actually deemed medical, right? So this started our whole removal of the tampon tax. So we had to actually specifically get specific packs made for our vending machine that had TGA approval. Um, and so I thought all of those donated items, we could break that apart and we'd just get printed boxes and we'd be able to put them in there and that's how we would do it. But that is so not how it happened. Um, and it did start our, um, our war against the government to have that removal of the tampon tax, which I'm very proud to say that we certainly did that. And as of the 1st of January 2019, that tax has been removed um, after ha having, you know, spent a whole year meeting more politicians than I ever cared to mention and having um, what was... Most of whom would never have a period anyway. No, and most of them have never really had a credit card that's not worked in their wallet either. So it's, you know, how does empathy come into it? Mm. So it makes it a bit hard. But, you know, if we didn't have some sort of equal representation around the table now in politics, then we would never have seen that um, tampon tax removed. So, you know, there is, we are gaining some places, ladies. We are, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So, so, so it was we big, really big, that came round because you felt, you had an issue with what you needed to do, but then you realised that the, the tax was, a, because it was, a, it's a twofold thing there, wasn't it? Yeah, one, is, one is you couldn't put it in your machines, but two, why are, why are women being taxed because they have a period? 
It's like, yeah, but it was also contradictory, right? Because you were taxing it like it was a luxury, yet you were making it fall under the ther- under a health act, yeah. which was not right. So, you know, I- I'd like to see us all get a little refund, but at the end of the day, we'll just take the win and <laughs> plug it along, right? So, yeah, so we do the two collections where we ask for sanitary items and then we um, do our you know, most cherished thing that we do, which is the It's in the Bag Christmas Appeal. And that's where... Tell us about that. Yeah. I I love that and I participate in that every year. Yeah. So we just ask Australians to fill a pre-loved or new handbag or backpack and um, fill it with life's necessities. So we call life's necessities sanitary items, shampoo and conditioner, toothbrush, toothpaste, soap and deodorant. They're the basics that we should all have access to, right? If you are fleeing domestic violence... And you have nothing, those things are the things that we say you should have access to. Um, And then whatever else you put in your bag is completely up to you, determined by your bag size and your budget and your imagination, really. So things that we see are like chapsticks and hairbrush, hair ties. Like I have owned 7,422 hair ties in my life and I still do not own one. So everybody deserves hair ties, right? But things like um, an umbrella, you know, like movie vouchers, like you have no idea how somebody sitting in their air conditioning that's experiencing homelessness and watching a movie, how valued they feel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you, um, there's so many things that you can put in that handbag. A young girl last year, um, and we do three different types. So we do a normal handbag, no ribbon, a teenage bag. So there are over um, a huge amount of homelessness is applicable to to teenagers and to, to the youth. And we also um, make sure that these bags go through to the foster care systems because it's very easy um, to buy young kids a Christmas present, but really hard when they you know, turn into teenagers. And some of these kids who receive a bag, a backpack or a, or a handbag filled with life necessities haven't had a Christmas present for years, which is just so wrong, right? So just showing them some love by putting things in there like iPhone um, earplugs and you know a cap or um, pens and paper coloring in books all those sorts of things that you know we all just take for granted to be honest so and then we do a nappy bag so this was new for last year and it really came about after a young mum that I um, met um, who talked about being in a domestic violence refuge and having her baby and not having anything and I thought well we can give you a bag but it's not going to give you any of those things that you need for a baby. So then I went out and bought everything that was needed for a baby bag and I was standing in that aisle, that baby aisle, and my kids are like 22 and 21, right? So I hadn't been in that aisle. I felt like a guy in the sanitary aisles and I was like, it cost me $240 just for the nappy bag. So no wonder they can't afford those very basic of necessities and so many mums are turning up. Um, into hospitals with nothing and I couldn't I would never want that for my daughters so and I don't think that you know anybody else would and I say to people you don't have to spend the $240 but you can say to four or five other friends how about you get this stuff how about I get this stuff and you just divvy it up because not everybody can afford that either yeah. so tie a tie a purple ribbon on on that one so that we can distinguish that and um yeah so that's the premise behind it's in the bag and it really came about after i was cleaning out my bathroom cupboard and went oh my god all of this stuff that i have here um having been a netball coach for so many years and 
being a personal trainer, everybody would give me stuff every year for Christmas and I never used it. You always just use the same stuff, right? And I thought, oh, my God, the women at the local shelter would love this. And I literally was then cleaning up my handbags and it just ended up in a social media post at a 5 o'clock in the morning when I was going to do clients on it. And, and it just went viral and everyone loves it. It's a really practical way to be able to make a difference to somebody. And, yeah, it really only takes you know, each week when you do your shopping is just to put something, one extra thing in your shopping each week, which means you don't have that big expense. It's, you know, it's only a couple of dollars extra. Just put it in there and then you do that for a few weeks and then you've got enough to go into a bag. And yeah, and it feels so good to do it. You know, like it's in the bag has such a great impact on so many people, like from the person who puts the bag together I feel so selfish when I'm putting my bags together because I love doing it right then there's the the shiros that we call um who are all of our volunteers who go um and pick up the bags from the from Bunnings now the Bunnings staff you know love to see people giving and being able to pet them up and then the then there's the charities that we work with who are so struck for, for money that they they're never able to give out just gifts like this mm. that, that it's so emotional for them then there's the lady that actually receives the bag. So it has so much impact and I absolutely love It's in the Bag. Yeah, I do too. Our, our yoga studio actually gets together and we do it as a group. And um, uh, so we kind of all get together and do it as a group and then we take them to our local Bunnings. So when does the next, because you're coming up to Christmas, the next In the Bag campaign start? 20, you can drop off your bags from the 22nd of November through to the 7th of December. And that's dropping them at any Bunnings store anywhere any Bunnings in Australia. In yep. And then they will look after it from there. Well, our volunteers look after it from there. And it is a massive job because every single bag must be checked so um, by our volunteers and then we get them out to um, our charities. It's called the It's in the Bag Workout, we call it, because it's quite, you know, <laughs> those bags are filled with love and they're bloody heavy. So it's a, it's a damn good workout. It's always worth a couple of two two or three kilos weight loss around that time. So <laughs> well, that's okay because we have you, the money. So, you right? put it on at Christmas time anyway, so you leave it, yeah. lose it before yeah. you. Is this yeah. part of your workout routine that you have with your it clients? Is like they've got to go and do this. Allows me more wine at Christmas, right? <laughs> so how did you bring on some of these, these corporates? So there's Bunnings, and I know you work with uh, Woolworths as well, don't you, when we do, yeah. when we do the tampon and um, pad drop-offs. How did that all come about for you? Well, Bunnings, on the 23rd of October in 2017, I did a post on social media and said, Bunnings, we really would like your help. And the very next day, they contacted us and said, um, we would love to do that. And they have an absolute honour to work with them. They're in the most amazing corporation. I love, we love working with them. So and they don't overcomplicate anything. And that's, you know, they put the big, they're the only one that I could think of, apart from super cheap, who would be able to fit the bags in, right? So we then have volunteers who, who sign in using um, school interviews to pick up shifts so we promised that those bags would not be overflowing so we have three pickups a day from every Bunnings so that they don't um, interfere with what Bunnings needs yeah. to do and then also for, from a double up perspective it ensures that um, no, not too many volunteers have too many bags to actually sort through and get out to the charities so, so yeah so that was a bit cheeky 
um, calling on um, Bunnings like that. The rest of our corporates have been really um, great to work with and it's just that persistence in making sure that you know, no doesn't really mean no, it just means ask me a different way or ask me at a different time. So, um, so you're obviously a very persistent lady. A chihuahua. <laughs> Were you like this before Share the Dignity or has Share the Dignity really brought this out, this, you know, I, win at all that, costs type of thing? Um, I have nothing to lose and my and women have everything to gain, right? So I just don't believe that there is anyone in Australia who wouldn't be empathetic to this and it really is a serious problem, right? The problem's so much bigger. Yeah, and this isn't a problem we should have. I mean, we sh this is not a problem we should have. But I can tell you that in the next suburb, there's women are sleeping in their cars with their kids. And they can't afford sanitary items. Mm. So, you know, there's there's people in every neighbourhood that this is happening to. And and last week I was sent a picture of girls in a school re-washing, reuse, uh, oh, re yes. um, throwaway pads. Oh, it broke my heart. I was crying. I just thought, how does that happen? You know, and it, and it does. And unfortunately, it's it's up to us to to make a difference. And it's up to um, the big corporates of Australia to put their hand up and say, we can, we can actually solve this problem, right? Mm. If I hadn't waited for the government to do it, we'd still be waiting and we wouldn't have we made an impact the way that yeah. we have. So we don't rely on any government funding or anything like that. So we're, we're, we're lucky. And I think um, homelessness in women and children is very hidden in our society because, as you say, many of them will go and stay in their cars or something like that. Like we do see homeless men a lot but women is not quite it's not quite as visible yet it is and i understand the statistics are that women over 45 is the largest demographic of homelessness in australia it's yeah. like you know but we don't see that i know i don't see that and you know it was it was a really it was a big shock for me when i actually heard that statistics because i'm going where are they but yeah they're in their cars or Maybe they're going from couch to couch. Some of them are in the women's shelters, but women I work with the women's shelter, they don't have enough space. No, that there's no there's nowhere for them to go. There's not a shelter in Australia who's gonna give a spot to a fifty year old woman like me who doesn't have kids compared to a woman who's got two kids. Do you That's know what I mean? Right. So yeah. there's this big void and the government needs to really act now because there is a tsunami of older women that this is happening to but also let's not just look at what's happening now let's make sure that this doesn't happen in the future let's make sure that we look at um, financial literacy for girls in school let's ensure that um, superannuation is divvied up as soon as a woman is pregnant like it shouldn't be that that they have this 12-year period where they don't have superannuation oh, yeah. you know like it's like how do we use common sense to fix these problems yeah, and I was reading an article the other day. I'm not sure what it was, but um, and this man was obviously quite enlightened because what he wanted to do that when his wife got pregnant is he wanted to split his super yeah. and give half to her so that they would be equal. And yeah. the rigmarole, he had to do that over two years and the rigmarole he had to go through to make sure she had an equal amount of super to him as yep. they were moving forward. It's just like most people wouldn't do it. He did, but yep. it's a massive thing. And this is super. This this the fact that women are getting to the age of you know retirement, 50, 55, or they can't retire because they, they can't afford it, 
and they've yeah, got and no they can't money. Get jobs, right? Yeah, that's right. And their their husband basically walks away with the pool of super because he's the one that worked. Yeah, but she stayed home and raised the family, but she gets nothing. And you know, it's just so unequal in in this country. It's not just this country. Sure. I'm sure and there, and there should they need to be looking at the tax laws as to breaking up the super. It, there's so many things that we could go into with regards to that. I know. Ultimately, not let's not let our children end up in this same scenario. Do you know what I mean? Let's teach them all about money. Let's make sure that they know that they must have their every girl and every boy should have their own money. Mm. You shouldn't be reliant on somebody else for anything because that's what traps you. Yeah. So, you know. So you're obviously really... It's not just the periods and the, well, not just the pads and the tampons. You've got a bigger mission here, haven't you? Is really to get this equality within our society, and it's starting there with you know women being able to afford or have access, not afford, have access to the basic um, sanitary items. Absolutely, and you know, and girls. No, there are too many girls in Australia who miss out on days of school because they their families can't afford sanitary items. You know, like what does that do to the trajectory of her life? She's going to end up another one of those women who are experiencing homelessness mm. because she hasn't had the education that other people's children are afforded. Right. So does that? You know, and then you look at, you know talking and and having conversations around menstruation and periods who's teaching these kids that if their parents have never been taught that yeah. we have to stop that cycle as well do you know what i mean and and remove that shame and, and the stigma around periods because until we do that we're still going to have kids girls missing school because they're too embarrassed to ask for help now on that um do are you well do you know whether or not any of the companies actually support the schools into actually supplying um, sanitary products to the schools? Because I know that my, my daughter, I mean, my kids go to a private school and I was up there not so long ago and someone, one of the girls came in and said, I need a pad and normally she's got some packets behind the counter. But she did go into a box and she came out with a little, um, I know, a little case. Yeah, and it had something in it. I don't know, it was obviously one of the companies and she yeah. just handed that out. Now, my, uh, it was just because the girl had left her pads at home, I'm assuming, yeah. because we go to a private school. So, But is this is that a common thing? that do, do companies actually supply that to some of the schools to help them? I think they're sample packs, and I know you by Cotex um, do that, and I think Libra do that as well. But the problem is, is that those girls up to the age of probably 11 and 12, grade 11 and 12, will not ask. Yeah. They're too embarrassed and well, we just need to remove that shame and stigma, yeah, right? Because that girl said her, in, in the case that I was, she actually sent her friend in. She didn't come yeah. in. So her yeah. friend came in to ask. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the, the receptionist, the woman, and so, but so she's fine. But, yeah she, yeah, she actually sent her friend to come and yeah. um, ask yeah. that question. Yeah, we need to we need to change that. We need to um, create a, a world where periods is not hushed and that people just don't care. So yeah. too late for us in our fifties and forties and thirties, but let's change it for our kids and our kids' kids, right? And it is. I mean, it's a conversation across the board that we should be talking about the way women's bodies work. I mean, I work with women who are in perimenopause and menopause. It's the same thing. It's a big secret. It's like, this is the way women's body work. We, you know, we have periods. We, you know, bleed, all of this. It's like, 
I'm not so much into the free bleeding stuff that on some of the places, but it's like, let's just talk yeah. about this. You know, yeah. it shouldn't, I know for me growing up, it was always real hush hush. And if you, you had to go to the, the bathroom and you know, like it was like sneak something into your pocket. So nobody, yeah. what you were doing. And it's like, you know, yeah. and it, it's because it was always a taboo subject and we need to really just talk about it. It's it, actually, I find that my daughter's a lot more open about speaking about, having her period or she's put the being on her period than I was at her age. So do you yeah. think there's a shift coming around or is it still not talking Depends about? on whether you where where that sits in your home and your culture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And in indigenous communities that is still it's still not much better in and Greek communities I still don't think that. So it's a lot to do with that. And it's you know it's also, you know, in poverty if like my mum never talked to me about it. Am I, do I know as a mum then to talk to my daughters about it? So it, it's a part of education. It should be a part of the curriculum as well. So it shouldn't be boys need to go off into another room. Hey, boys. If yeah, well, yeah, they should know about it. You come from somebody who did, right? So, you know, and you're probably going to end up in a relationship and I'm sure you've got sisters and you've got cousins and, and female friends. It's not you know, removing them and putting them in two separate rooms is only creating more of the stigma and shame that yeah. goes around period, right? Yeah, totally agree. And I've yeah. noticed um, one of the companies, um, they put it, and there's, this has caused a bit of controversy too, with their one of their ads, instead of using the blue liquid, you know, like yeah. we, all, we, all blue, we all bleed blue blood, um, yeah. they now started to use a red liquid or a blood-like liquid, yeah. whether or not it's blood or not, I don't know. Um, but now there's people going, well, we don't need to see that on TV. Boys don't need to see that. I'm going, well, why not? It's less like yeah. it's But it's they're happy natural. enough to sit around and watch bloody movies with fighting and blood That's every right. place and football every weekend football. with boys with blood eyes and stuff like that. I mean, I think it was a fabulous campaign that Libra did and blood normally is normal, right? It is. Unless, you know, yeah. we all I believe. I really proud of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. so... We, we want everybody who's watching or listening to get behind in the bag ca campaign. And if you want to know more, go to sharethedignity.com.au and I will put all the links in the show notes. Um, now, I always have to say that my favourite handbag that I'm not going to put up in the bag, I'm afraid, is my Share the Dignity bag. Because <laughs> if you want to, Rochelle also sells um, beautiful handbags um, I'm doing a new one because I did break the strap on the old one, so I have to get into one. Uh, and then, you know, every single one of those bags um, is named after one of the women that we've helped. So the Gabby bag is about a, a, oh, the most amazing young woman, Gabby in Perth, who was experiencing some, some, some mental health problems and didn't have anywhere to, to live and ended up in a, in a refuge just before Christmas. And in her bag, she talks about, and I'll try not to cry. <laughs> um, how she got chapsticks and her lips were so dry, but it was a double pack of chapsticks and that she was able to give one to one of the other girls that was in there. And she said it felt so good to give where she hadn't had anything for so long. And we just, we all know how it feels good to give, right? Imagine, you know, having depression or any of those sort of mental health issues and, and being able to have that endorsement relief just by being able to give somebody else a chapstick as well as having received you know that bag was instrumental in helping her to um 
to change her life. And so every bag is named after somebody and there are bags that fit in to nearly everybody's budget. And so every time that you're able to buy one of those bags, you help us to stop those vending machines that people are, you know, are able to get sanitary items with the most, with the dignity that they all deserve. Yeah, so I absolutely love the work you're doing. I love hear or reading about the stories, the difference that a bag has made to someone's life. It's like because you share a lot of the stories on your Facebook page, and it's like, you know, for something with for us is so simple, and yeah. really it just takes a little bit of time and a few dollars every week, but the massive amount of impact it makes to the women and the girls that are receiving it. It's like. You know, you, you kind of you immeasurable know, words. Yeah, there's no words for it. And yeah. what you're doing and the difference you're making is it's unbelievable. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for you just really showing up and being you and following your heart and knowing that you had to do something about this because there's many women um, who would have said, "Oh, this is too hard. I'm going to step back." But you didn't. You stepped in formed a charity, did all of that work. <laughs> there are some times when you will find me in a fetal position in the corner. <laughs> of At the end of the day, I am in love with my life and the ability to be able to make a difference is really, really selfish, <laughs> to be honest. yeah. And all the people that are also helping you because I know yeah. that you've got, you know, sheroes and heroes around the country that help you as yeah. well because yeah. this is not a job that one person can do on their own. Certainly not. This is the people's charity and it, it belongs to 5,000 of us. I just happen to be, you know, the grandmother and we've got all these mothers. And, and it is, it's, you know, it's just this big warm hug that Share the Dignity does for women in need. It's really about women supporting women. Now, before we go, I'd like to know from you some special words of wisdom from one wise woman to another. What have you got to share? You know, a couple of things. Kindness is free, so sprinkle it everywhere is probably one of my favourite quotes. But my other is my mother always said, if you don't have something nice to say, just don't say anything at all. You know, and I just think in this world of um, social media and um, online trolling and bullying, just be kind. Join those things together and just, is it coming from the heart and does it add any value to anyone? to put your opinion out there, you know, because you just never know who's watching. I want to so, thank you. Just don't judge anybody. You have no idea the story behind these women. Everybody has a story. I think that's a right? big one. We've all got stories and you can't, you don't know people's story. Yeah. Yeah. So just be kind. <laughs> it's like the first point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you so much. I will put all of the links into the show notes. And when I do the summary, I will share all of the links because, you know, every if every listener that, who's in Australia who's listening to this podcast and watching this video, if you just put one bag in, it's going yeah. to make a big difference. Every bag makes a difference. It's not, it's not like the, you know, we have to keep getting money up and everything, but every bag makes a difference in the lives of one other woman yeah. or girl. So thank you so much for your time because I know how busy you are. I see you jet-setting all over the country. So take the time out today. Thank you so much, even though the technical issues we had to start with. <laughs> thank technical you. Technical is not my thing. <laughs> and for everybody else who's out there listening, is I'm, my next appointment is to go and have a mammogram because I have put it off for forever. So remember, this October, check your boobies. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. So yeah. fill your bag, check your boobies. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So thanks to everybody who's listening. Thanks to Rochelle for your time. And from my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. And we'll be back next week with another Wise Woman's Conversation. Bye for now. Bye. Wow, what a conversation. What did you think about that? Now, please, if you can help Share the Dignity out at all, please visit their website, sharethedignity.com.au. Over there, you'll find a list of everything that you can put in a bag if you want to do a, a bag drop to Bunnings this year. And you can put a few extra things in there as well. Rochelle will explain how they have to be packaged. They must always be packaged up. You can't break open any any packages or anything like that. But please help share the dignity in any way that you can. Because the work that Rochelle and her team are doing is so important. Now, just before I go, I want to let you know about an upcoming webinar that I have on November 19th, 7.30pm uh, Sydney time, so Australian Eastern Sydney daylight savings time it's called thrive in menopause and in this uh, webinar i'm going to be sharing with you some tips that you can take that are going to help you thrive through this stage of life through the time of perimenopause and menopause and beyond so if you're struggling to lose weight if you're experiencing hot flushes or you feel fogginess or you're really really tired or you're not sleeping properly if you want to find out number one why that's happening to you and then number two what you can do about it please join me for the webinar now to register go to the link bit.ly forward slash thrive t-h-r-i-v-e underscore webinar w-e-b-i-n-a-r i will put that link in the show notes go over there register and then you'll receive all the links and the reminders and everything so that you can be on webinar and ask your questions get your questions answered and find out how to thrive in menopause i will be recording this i will send the recording out to everybody who is registered but the recording will only be live for a couple of days after uh, we take this webinar live so please if you can join me and come back next week where we're going to have another wise women's conversation so thanks for joining me from my heart to yours infinite love and gratitude Bye for now.